0: Good morning. morning. Welcome to Preston Hollow Presbyterian Church into this 11 o'clock hour of worship. If you are visiting with us uh, today, a special welcome to you. We are glad that you have uh, chosen to worship with us here at Preston Hollow. Another warm welcome for all of those who are joining us on the radio and via live stream this morning for this All Saints Sunday, a Sunday in which, as a community of faith, the church, we give thanks for those who. Uh, surround us this day like a great cloud of witnesses, those who have entered the church triumphant this past year. It's also uh, Founders Sunday here at Preston Hollow where we give thanks for those uh, mothers and fathers and sisters and brothers who who helped form Preston Hollow Presbyterian Church. And it's only fitting on this All Saints Sunday that we also uh, remember and give thanks for the five members of this community of faith who entered the church triumphant this past week. It has been a heavy and hard week for Preston Hollow Presbyterian Church. And uh, if you'll allow me a moment of pastoral privilege, an especially a tough week uh, because we, we lost Blair Mony. He uh, never uh, let me call him my predecessor because he said, um, I'm really your precursor. In order to be your predecessor, I'd have to be dead. Blair Moni became my predecessor on Tuesday morning. Surrounded uh, by Cindy and their home has been filled with so many of you. You uh, being the church, loving them and supporting them and feeding them and walking alongside of Cindy and Blair girls. So thank you for that. An email uh, went out on Tuesday, and if you're not aware, I want you to be aware uh, this morning that we will hold a memorial service here at Preston Hollow on November the 17th at 2 p.m. And we will seek to continue to be the church. We will support one another and care for one another. We'll turn to the scriptures. We will hear them read and proclaimed. We will have our glorious choir And our strong music program, lift us in song and speak to the places that are beyond words. So I hope that you will make time on November 17th to to be here at 2 p.m. in the sanctuary. If uh, you're out of town that day, I I do want you to know that we will uh, live stream that service. And so no matter where you are, you can tune in uh, via the church's website. Friends, it is uh, in weeks like these that we remember our call to be the church. It's in weeks like these that we walk alongside one another on the best days of our lives and also on the worst days of our lives and every day in between. Um, I want you to know that uh, the chapel will remain open for the remainder of the morning. So uh, you can go to the chapel and pray and reflect and give thanks. If uh, words escape you this day and you would like to pray, I'm happy to tell you that um, some of our deacons and our elders will be there to provide intercessory prayer for you. As, uh, As one of our pastors said this week, it is just sort of liturgically fitting that on this All Saints Day, we will remember all that have gone before us and even our beloved former pastor. I do want to draw your attention to uh, one of the announcements in our bulletin this uh, coming Thursday evening. Our own Anna Hughes will um, present her new book. She's been working on this book for over a year now, and it celebrates her husband, the late Tom Hughes, and his uh, leadership here in the city of Dallas through the Dallas Summer Musicals. Uh, There are details and um, information found in your bulletin, I would would invite you to join Anna and this community on Thursday evening this week as she debuts this book and shares some just incredible stories of faith and history about our city. Friends, this is the day that the Lord is still making for we believe in a God who's alive and at work in the world. So let us rejoice and be glad in it. Let us prepare our hearts and minds to worship holy God.
1: Family of God, please join me in our responsive call to worship. We give you thanks, God, for all those who have walked this path of faith, guiding us along our way. We give you thanks, God, for all those who have loved us into being and shaped this community. We give you thanks, God, for all those who have reminded us of your grace and embodied your love. We give you thanks, God, for all the saints. God's will. No matter how much we strive to be perfect, we will always fall short. In hopes of reconciliation with God and with one another, we name the ways in which we fall short and make amends for the hurt we caused ourselves and one another. So let us join our hearts in confessing these things before God. God of the saints and the sinners, and striving to be perfect, pious, and powerful, we inevitably fall short. We forget that only you are perfect. We forget that even the saints were sinners. Help us to acknowledge our sinfulness so that we can more clearly see your perfection. Remind us that it is your grace alone that allows us, as flawed as we are, act gracefully in the world. Because of God's mercy, we are set free from our sin. We are set free to love and be loved. Friends, hear and believe the good news of the gospel. We are saved by grace through faith.
2: In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Amen. (laughs) Amen. <laughs>
1: Let us join our hearts together in prayer. Illuminating Spirit, in ages past, you lit the path for our ancestors and our forebearers. In years to come, you will light the way for our children and their children. In this moment, illumine your word for us And by this word, open our hearts to follow you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
3: On this All Saints and Founders Sunday, we begin a new sermon series, Thanksgiving Giving Thanks. It's fitting that as we begin several weeks focusing on gratitude that we take time at the start to give thanks for those who have gone before us, for those whose shoulders we stand upon, the saints that have paved the way, that have laid a foundation for our lives, that have been our cheerleaders, or who have simply just been themselves, which in and of itself Is a blessing. Our sermon lesson this morning comes from Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 1, beginning at verse 15. This is Paul's prayer of thanksgiving and intercession for the people there. And as we read, a prayer for us. I invite you now to listen and read that by faith you may receive God's word for you this morning. I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints. And for this reason, I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him. So that with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe, according to the working of his great power? God put this power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And he has put all things under his feet, and has made him the head over all things for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Back in the 1940s, there was a remarkable stage play that remains popular today, Thornton Wilder's Our Town. It reaches into the past of America and portrays a New England village between the years 1901 and 1913. Wilder brings to us the wind-blown hills, the plowed fields, the sound of the early train, and the school bells the quiet serenity of Grover's Corners, a tiny village in New Hampshire. We glimpse the town's untarnished life as in the first act we arrive at breakfast time and are carried through an entire day in the lives such as the milkman and the paperboy, the general practitioner and the local editor. In Act Two, called Love and Marriage, it celebrates the wedding of George Gibbs and Emily Webb. The last act takes place in the village cemetery on a windy hilltop where the people rest from the cares of life on earth. But there is a new grave for Emily. She had died in childbirth. In a strange do-over, Emily is told that she can relive one day in her life. And with childish excitement, she chooses her 12th birthday. At first, it was exciting to be young again, but soon the day held no joy. For now, with the knowledge of the future, it was unbearable to realize how unaware she had been of the meaning and wonder of life when she was alive. Emily says, Live people don't understand, do they? We don't have time to look at one another. As Emily leaves the world of Grover's Corner to return to the company of the saints who've gone before, she bids farewell by saying, So all that was going on and we never noticed. Oh, Earth, you're too wonderful for anyone to realize you. Do human beings ever realize the wonder of life while they live it? She wonders. Paul's prayer for the Ephesians gives us that chance. It gives us an opportunity to realize the wonderful, to take in the fullness of life while we are yet still living. It is a chance for us to step back and take time to value the lives of those who've gone before and how those lives have had an impact on our own lives. In early Christian tradition, saints' days began as a way to mark the anniversary of a martyr's death, his or her birthday as a saint. By the middle of the church's first millennium, there were so many martyrs that it was hard to give each one their due. And so All Saints Day was established as an opportunity to honor and acknowledge all the saints, known and unknown. In the Reformed tradition, All Saints Day has a rather different focus. While we may give thanks for the lives of particular luminaries who have passed away, the emphasis is on the ongoing work of the Holy Spirit in the whole people of God, living and deceased. Rather than putting saints on pedestals as holy people set apart in glory, we give glory to God for the ordinary, the holy lives of the believers in this and in every age. It is an appropriate time to give thanks to members of the community who've died in the past year. And we also pray that by the grace of God, we will one day be counted among the faithful in God's eternal presence. All Saints Day is a time to rejoice in all who have faithfully served God through the ages. The occasion reminds us that we are part of one continuous living communion of saints. It is a time to claim our kinship with the apostles and the prophets. It is a time to express our gratitude for all who in ages of darkness kept the faith, For those who have taken the gospel to the ends of the earth. For prophets' voices who have called the church to be faithful in life and in service. For all who have witnessed to God's justice and peace in every nation. When we rejoice with all the faithful of every generation, it expands our awareness of a great company of witnesses above and around us like a cloud. It lifts us out of a preoccupation with our own immediate situations and the discouragements of the present. It has the potential to strengthen our faith in God and to bring us hope in the midst of our own circumstance. Sometimes people can find it difficult to distinguish between hope and faith, but Ephesians makes it quite clear. Our faith is in the Lord Jesus, meaning faith is entrusting our lives to Jesus today, in the present tense. Hope is about the future, about where it is that our present trust in Jesus eventually leads us. Hope, therefore, requires wisdom and knowledge or insight into what the Bible calls the glorious heavenly inheritance that awaits. So as we observe All Saints Day, we recognize that the occasion has as much to do with those of us living as it is a commemoration of those who have passed on. It has as much to do with how we live our lives now as it ever had to do with how they live their lives during their time. It has not so much to do with some dreamlike community in the sky as it does to do with how we define and experience our community on earth. With how we engage in what is often called fellowship. My good friend from Longview, Leslie, hates the word fellowship. Fellowship. We laugh about it because it seems harmless to me, but I think it has to do with her experience and the contrived scenarios that can sometimes come about during fellowship times. Peter Gomes, the former Harvard professor and minister, now deceased, says fellowship has a bad ring to it for many. Fellowship suggests a rather enforced camaraderie, which suggests that in church, at least, People become nicer over cookies and coffee. (laughs) At its best, fellowship, well, fellowship provides an opportunity of, of belonging or having a share in something bigger than ourselves. It implies a degree of participation and relatedness that is more than casual or occasional. And friends, we need this. Because life provides, at every turn it seems, challenges, difficulties, things that disappoint us. And so this morning, even if you did this before service, stop in the atrium and have a little fellowship. Enjoy one another's company. At a time such as this, we benefit from leaning on each other and to leaning in to one another and to one another's faith, to that shared experience. When I think of fellowship today, I am drawn to the notion that as followers of Christ, we enjoy certain fellowship with him. Because of that, we have the chance to experience fellowship with one another in the here and now. We also have the opportunity to experience fellowship with the cloud of witnesses around us, whom we hold in our hearts And minds through our memories and so who is in your cloud of witnesses as we reflect on that we all no doubt think of particular people that have impacted our lives positively and less so certainly there are women and men who have gone before us in the faith who we share in common No doubt, Blair Moni comes to the minds of so many here. Our teacher, preacher, colleague, counselor, mentor, friend, and the list goes on. And even for those of us who didn't know Blair as well or for as long, we give thanks for his legacy that we live in, for his shoulders that we stand upon. There are others, of course, in our families, in our circles of friendships, our colleagues, our neighbors that come to our minds. As we remember that others have persevered, we are encouraged to stay the course, to endure against all odds. And as we are reminded that God was with the faithful of the past, we are reassured that God is with us today. Moving us and all creation towards God's purpose and plan? Something else that we need? Because if we rely solely on what we see and experience, my goodness, how miserable. But instead, as Hebrews tells us, we have faith. The assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. I don't know how we would make it through life without faith in the unseen and hope. When we reflect on those who have completed their earthly life, it is natural for us to be curious, to wonder about where they are. Where are the saints? Paul says to the Thessalonians, We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about those who have died, so that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have died. He reminds us here that the saints who have died are in the very presence of Christ our Lord. And notice what he does not say. Paul does not say don't grieve. He says instead grieve as those don't grieve as those who have no hope, for we do have hope. That is a gift of our faith. It is part of the human experience that we grieve when we experience loss. The key is that somewhere in the midst of our sorrow and grief, there is hope for a better, brighter, stronger day. And you know, when we go through difficult times, sometimes that hope is buried deep. And we might even disagree that there is no hope in this particular situation. But friends... If you are a follower of Christ, plain and simple, there's hope in there somewhere. And perhaps the prayer could be, God, show me the hope that you promised me. Show me what you've given me because I can't see it right now. There is hope for eventual reunion with those we love. These are the gifts of faith in God. When one we love dies, we experience loss, and in that loss, we experience grief. Grief does many things to us. It disorients us. It numbs us. It causes us to think that we have seen our loved one in a crowd, or maybe we have heard his or her voice somewhere along the way. It robs us of sleep and appetite. It destroys our concentration and can cause us to dissolve into tears over the simplest things. At any moment, we can turn on a dime. That is grief, a very human response to the death of someone beloved. How do we grieve? How is it that we go through this process? By working through it, by talking, by remembering as we remember here today. By sharing, by crying that flood of tears that seems it may never stop. Or just by being. The grief experience is unique to each and every one of us. There there are stages, but there is no set timeline. There is no right or wrong way to grieve. As younger people around me would say, you do you. You do grief that works for you. Don't be captured by what other people think should happen, like they ought to be over it by now. That's, that's malarkey. Allow yourself to go there. Allow yourself to grieve your losses. And here at Preston Hollow, we have a tradition of many different ways to help you and support you. First and foremost, all of your pastors are available and willing, and they desire, we desire, to be with you, to simply sit with you, to pray with you, to make ourselves available to you. But we offer grief groups that are group support opportunities, our faith and grief luncheons, where you can gather with others who might have a A bit of knowledge about what you are going through in your own experience as you share your stories together But what we do not Do is we do not grieve as those who have no hope We do not do that here Hope is something as in Paul's prayer this morning that we have been called to it is a calling of the life of a Christian to have hope. I want to help you find that hope if it's buried. And, we remember that hope does not disappoint. Paul writes to the Roman church, hope does not disappoint because God's love has been given to us by the power of the Holy Spirit. And not only do we have hope, friends, We have God's power. Again, in the prayer, we are reminded that because of what Christ accomplished on our behalf, we have the power and the promise of everlasting life, which is our inheritance as believers and followers. I leave you this morning with these words from a declaration of faith from many years ago. In the death of Jesus Christ, God's way in the world seemed finally defeated. But death was no match for God. The resurrection of Jesus was God's victory over death. Death often seems to prove that life is not worth living, that our best efforts and deepest affections go for nothing. We do not yet see the end of death. But Christ has been raised from the dead, transformed and yet the same person and his resurrection is the promise of ours. We are convinced the life God wills for each of us is stronger than the death that destroys us. The glory of that life exceeds our imagination, but we know we shall be with Christ. So we treat death as a broken power. Its ultimate defeat is certain, In the face of death, yes, we grieve, yet in hope we celebrate life. No life ends so tragically that its meaning and value are destroyed. Nothing, not even death, can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. May it be so. All thanks be to God.
2: Friends, having heard the word read and proclaimed, let us rise together in body and spirit and affirm what we believe using the words from the brief statement of faith printed in your bulletin. In life and in death, we belong to God. Through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit, we trust in the one triune God, the Holy One of Israel, whom alone we worship and serve. You may be seated.
0: As we come to a time of prayers for our community and for our people and for our world, I remind you that it is our custom here at Preston Hollow. We have care letters just outside the North Transept doors. Those letters go to those in our community who are recovering from an illness or who may be walking the shadows of death of a loved one. I uh, have the great privilege of visiting members who are on the receiving end of those letters. They make a difference in their lives. They make a difference in their families' lives. They feel your comfort and your love and your blessings. So I would invite you, following worship this morning, to please stop by those letters and to affix your signature to them that your signature may be your prayer. We give thanks and celebrate this day for the month of October. You all um, donated coats as part of our Every Dollar, or Every Dollar Counts offering. It was coats for the month of October. Those coats have been delivered, and as the temperatures cool off, there are those on the receiving end of those coats throughout our city who are provided some respite from the chill. so thank you. Friends, with all of our lives, with the joys and the concerns, let us go to God in prayer. Let us pray. Our God, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come, our hope for years to come because, oh God, you are the God of our ancestors. You are the God of our children. You are the God of us all. And so we come on this All Saints Sunday to pray with deep thanksgiving, to pray with grateful hearts, to pray with thousands of memories deep within us, and to pray with profound expectation the wonders that surround us even this day. We give you thanks, O God, for all of the times throughout history that you have raised up faithful leaders to guide our ways in the world. Prophets and apostles, saints and sages, professors and pastors, parents and friends. We are grateful, O God, for the great cloud of witnesses, those who inspire us in faith. We're grateful for the precious memories of loved ones and for the joy that remains in our hearts this day. We are grateful for hope, for signs of new life, and for the ability to leave certain things behind. But, oh God, we are most grateful for your Son, our Lord Jesus the Christ, who once and for all conquered death and who promises us that one day we too will be reunited with all the saints. God, as we grieve what has been and mourn the losses of dear friends and family members, send your peace and your comfort to surround our fragile hearts. Remind us. Remind us that we are never alone. Help us to seek community. Guide us, O God, to live like we belong to one another because we all belong to you. So trusting that that is true this day and all our days, we pray the prayer that your Son, Jesus, taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, (coughs)
2: In this month of gratitude, we give thanks to God for the beauty of God's creation and for the beauty of the earth. So our Every Dollar Counts offering for November will benefit the Texas Tree Foundation, which plants trees and pursues the greening of north-central Texas. Friends, let us give generously to a most generous and gracious God. This morning's tithes and offerings. pray. Holy God, we give you thanks for all that you have given us. Accept these offerings as a sign of our gratitude and our love. Use these gifts to create new life in our community, our city, and our world. Amen. You may be seated.
0: One of the great gifts Of being the church is that we get to walk these holy days together. One of the great gifts of our tradition is that on this All Saints Day we read the necrology those within this community who have entered the church triumphant this past year. So friends with grateful hearts and many memories may we remember the many ways that God was alive and at work through this great cloud of witnesses. Nancy P. Alexander.
1: Werneth Avril.
3: Robert C. Bob Barton. Earl Bauer.
1: Edward Martin Bennett.
3: Dion Bashir. Howard Bolin.
1: Deanne Bostick,
3: George Russell Brock.
0: Bessie Louise Berklin.
1: Don Cartwright.
3: Barbara Joy Chisenhall. Arthur W. Art
0: Claussen
1: Edna Bernice Clemens.
3: Rosemary Cox.
0: Ida Louise Cronin.
1: Damaris Crow.
3: Rosemary Curtis, Luther Frederick
0: Ellison,
1: Joan Adele Flannery,
3: Laura Fulrich, Phyllis
0: Galt,
1: Lionel E. Gilley.
3: Kathy Green,
0: Richard Alexander Hall,
1: Mary C. May Jones,
3: Ernest Ray Keating, <coughs> Jean Kelly.
1: James Farrell King
3: Mary Jane King
0: John C. Jack Lathrop
1: Barbara Lockwood
3: David I. Mead Jr. Kenneth
0: W. Chubb Merritt.
1: Devon Miller.
3: Scott Daniel Miller. Blair
0: Russell Mooney
1: <laughs> Bobby P. Montgomery.
3: Barbara June Moore.
0: Marilyn Curl Nelson.
1: Margaret Millette Peggy Olson.
3: Harold J. Hal Reister.
0: Larice Risk.
1: Melinda Saucer.
3: Jean Schulberg.
0: Thomas Tom Schulberg.
1: William J. Bill Shields.
3: Anne Simmons.
0: Beverly Skelton.
1: Alice Laney Davis.
3: James C. Cliff Stone. Edith Edie Stowers.
1: Louise Williams.
3: Toy Yee.
0: Gail Frank
1: Irene Carmichael.
3: Dottie Edwards. Francis Kelly. Friends, let us pray. Holy God, bless this great company of saints who have faithfully run the race and now rest from their labors. As we continue on this journey of faith, help us to hope for a better tomorrow, help us to love without fear, and help us to show grace each and every day that we might join the saints of all the ages in praise, eternal Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Receive this benediction for All Saints Sunday. Sing praise for the unnamed, the unknown saints, the quiet faithful who kept the flame alive, mothers who gave life, grandmothers who said prayers, fathers who taught their sons the courage of gentleness. Thank God for all who have worked for justice, who have offered healing and hope, who have practiced generosity and courage who have kept the candle burning. Praise God for all those who have suffered, who have borne the light when it was hard, the victimized and the exploited, who yet remained God's beloved. And thank God for those who did nothing special at all, who were simply the children of God, made holy by God's love in them, made saints by being created in God's image. Who shone by being themselves, who honored the light of God within them, living their lives instead of others' demands. Praise God for that flame in you, burning bright, right now, steady and bright, giving light to those who follow. Give thanks and pass the light. The blessing of God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be and abide with you this day, and every day go in peace.